Episode 12, Are We Alone in the Universe? Hello, I hope you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. It's another hot, sunny day here in Sao Paulo. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about if we are alone in the universe, or are there other intelligent civilizations out there? Specifically, we're going to discuss something called the Fermi Paradox. If you don't know what this is, then don't worry. All will be explained very shortly. I actually recorded this episode during the weekend and invited my Brazilian cousin, Pedro, on the podcast. Pedro is a bit of a geek, like me, so he enjoys talking about topics like this. So I thought he would be the ideal person to have as a guest for this week's episode. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, this episode is going to be challenging. Firstly, because I had some technical difficulties with the software that I normally use to record, so the audio is not great, but it's still good enough, I think. Secondly, this is a natural conversation, so we speak at a normal speed. As you'll hear, Pedro speaks English like a native, and despite my attempt to encourage him to speak more slowly, you can hear that he speaks quite quickly. Third and finally, the subject. The Fermi paradox is quite a challenging one to understand, unless you're already familiar with the specific vocabulary and concepts that we will discuss. So, I want to apologize in advance if you find this episode in particular more difficult than normal. However, I do have a couple of solutions for you. Firstly, I strongly recommend that you use the free transcript available for this episode at schoolofduda.com. You can read it while you listen and make notes. It also comes with a list of the most important vocabulary. So, if you have not yet discovered the benefits of using the transcripts, then now is the time. The second solution I want to let you know about is that I've just published a new English course called Are We Alone in the Universe? where I go into detail about the Fermi Paradox. And I've decided to make this course completely free for you. I'll leave a link to where you can find this course on my website. So if you finish listening to this podcast and find it interesting and you want to learn more about this subject, then you can do my course. Or if you find this episode too difficult to understand, then maybe try doing the course first and then listening to this podcast episode should be much easier. If you want to develop your English fluency, then this course is the perfect opportunity for you to experience the comprehensible input approach that I use to teach at School of Duda. And this time, you can try it for free. Okay, this is enough of an introduction. Let's begin. Here is Pedro Coutinho and the Fermi Paradox. Okay, here I am today on a Sunday afternoon with my Brazilian cousin, Pedro. Welcome, Pedro. Hello. Um, so just say you're not, technically you're not actually my cousin, you're my wife's cousin, but uh, I consider you to be a cousin. That's nice of you. If I had a Brazilian cousin, I, I would choose you. No, that, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I just want to make you feel special, but you know, it does that taking way. time out of your Sunday to come here. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. 
my first question so well what i should talk about so today we're going to talk about the topic of are we alone in the universe are there other intelligent civilizations and specifically we're going to talk about the fermi paradox uh, which is something that you're interested in i am very much yes so but before that i want to just ask you about um languages so this is a language podcast about learning english um in my opinion you speak english very well oh, thank you um what is so my first question is uh what languages do you speak i speak portuguese as a mother tongue of course being brazilian being born here i also speak english having lived abroad a long time and having used english as my primary language for a little while i speak i'm going to say some french i used to be fluent in french but it's been such a long time since i've practiced it thoroughly so average French, I guess, and a tiny bit of Italian. Not enough to speak, but enough to make my Spanish sound ridiculous because they're quite close. Okay, so you're native Portuguese, obviously, because you're Brazilian. You speak English, I would say, to a native level. Uh, you speak French, like what, intermediate? Yeah, uh, today I will consider myself intermediate to advanced. And a bit of a basic Italian. Very basic Italian. Enough to order pizza and beer, which is pretty much what you need to get around. So, okay, advanced. Yes. Okay. And you learned French and Italian from living in Europe? Or? From living French, from living in France, Switzerland, from living in Genève, and Italian from a tiny little stint in Rome. Okay, good, good stint. Yeah. A tiny little period of time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we're getting into it right away. So, okay. So, Pedro speaks very well, perhaps too well, because he speaks very quickly. So, I'm going to remind him, speak slowly for our viewers. Duda, do you want to come in quickly? Duda, my daughter's just no, no, she's good. Okay. So, um, so one more question before we start talking about the Fermi paradox. Um, do you consider you yourself a person who enjoys learning languages, or did you just learn them out of necessity because of where you were living? I think learning languages is really interesting where when you learn about the culture that's behind them so that's something that really interests me i i'm really into culinary and food so that's something that attracts me learning about different cultures and you know there's different ways you can learn about this culture including how they speak and how language it impacts how they work as a society so that's something that really interests me Okay, but like today, do you actively study languages or is it more of a passive thing that you you just use languages like English or French? Today, I use English, especially every day in my work. I work for an international company, so English is our main language. I haven't really been trying to learn new languages, but that's something that might change. Let's see how the podcast goes. Okay, okay, cool. So, right, let's get into the subject today of to the podcast. So we're going to talk about the Fermi Paradox. Um, would you like to try and define and explain the Fermi Paradox to the listeners? Or do you want me to do it? I can certainly try. Okay. Cool. So the Fermi Paradox is the, the paradox, the apparent contradiction between the fact that the universe is so large and so old and there's been so many chances for life to emerge with the fact that we don't know any alien life, we have no evidence of alien life existing. So it's a paradox, it's something that's contradictory. Okay, I think that's a very good 
definition explanation. So, so yeah, basically the Fermi paradox was um, created by a Italian physicist called Enrico Fermi, and he did all the calculations, um, and he estimated that there should be, you know, perhaps as many as a hundred thousand intelligent civilizations in our galaxy alone, let alone the rest of the universe. And yet we have no contact with other aliens or civilizations. We don't see them. So this is this is strange to him. You know, this is a contradiction. So this is the paradox. This is the Fermi paradox. Okay. So um that's what it is. Um what I want to talk about first is the Kardashev scale. Okay. So you're familiar with this, Pedro? Roughly. So I know the Kardashev scale is a is a way to give categories to different societies, different levels of maturity of society. So a one in the Kardashev. Yeah, type scale, one. Type one would be type one civilization. Civilizations. That's the word I was looking for. So a type one civilization would be a civilization civilization that's able to use harness all the energy from a planet and then it grows from there like a whole solar system, eventually a galaxy, something along that's, those lines. That's right. So you have type one and they are able to harness all of the energy from that planet. So harnesses to like take advantage of all the available energy. Type two civilization is a civilization that is able to harness all of the energy in their solar system. Mm -hmm. Is that right? No. Sounds right. Sounds right. And then the it... whole galaxy, which is a type three. Yeah, type three is the whole galaxy, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It sounds good to me. Okay. So according to Carl Sagan, he says that we're not quite a type one civilization. We are a 0 0.7. No. Okay. So we can harness a lot of the energy on our planet, but uh, we still have a way to go until we reach a type one, basically. Okay. So, so does that mean we're using fossil fuels and solar energy? How does that? Yeah, I guess, I guess we're using, yeah, I guess we're using fossil, you know, solar, wind, hydro, but there's a lot of energy still available to us that we're not, we don't yet have the technology or the systems to take advantage of. Yeah. Kids on playgrounds, we haven't quite tapped into that massive amount of energy yeah. yet. Yeah, what, like kids just running around and harnessing the, the energy. Yeah, there's a way to go. So, um, so yeah, there's this idea, this Kardashev scale, where they categorize civilizations based on how much energy they're able to use and take advantage of. And the idea is that the more advanced they are, the more intelligent they are, the better their technology and the more energy they're able to use. Okay, so um, we would expect that as time progresses, we would have more, um, you know, type two and type three civilizations in a galaxy. And if they are that advanced, then they should be able to travel, perhaps, and, you know, visit us. And how, however, we don't see them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is part of the paradox. Okay. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to you about is the great filter. Oh, okay. Okay. So are you familiar with the great filter? 
again, roughly, I'm really into science fiction, so I hear a lot about these things. My understanding of the Great Filter is that there's different moments which a civilization will go through that might wipe it out. For instance, one of the Great Filters that we talk about is the nuclear threat back in the 60s where we had the Cold War. Maybe it's possible that different cultures out there, different civilizations got to a point where they discover nuclear energy and they just wipe themselves out of the existence. Hence why we don't see them when looking out of the stars. Yeah, so that's good. So yeah, one of the explanations is the reason why we don't see these other intelligent civilizations is simply because they don't really exist because there's something, they call it the great filter, so it's like a wall that life, as it develops, as it evolves, it hits this great filter, this wall, and it kind of destroys it. And most civilizations, they develop and to a certain point, and then they're just destroyed by something. So it might be an asteroid, or it might be a, um, how do you say, a gamma ray burst, mm -hmm. uh, or it might be that they develop technology to a point where they just destroy themselves. So like a nuclear bomb, as you said, or artificial intelligence. We're quite artificial close intelligence, to that. yeah. Let's see how it goes. On the horizon. <laughs> um, or we develop some bioweapon, like a virus or something. Um, so yeah, one idea is that maybe the, the, the great filter is ahead of us, our human civilization. And at some point, perhaps soon, we're going to hit it. So we're going to, you know, for example, have a nuclear war that destroys our civilization. Or we develop AI and it gets out of control and it destroys us. So this is one possibility. Those are two very real possibilities that yes, could happen. Yeah. And maybe that happens to every civilization. Maybe occasionally one civilization gets lucky and, you know, develops into a type two or a type three civilization. Um, so this is one theory. Or maybe the great filter is we've already passed through it. So maybe at the very beginnings of life when it evolves. Um, we, as a human civilization, got through the Great Filter, and as a consequence, um, there's, we're the only ones out there in our galaxy. There's no other civilizations. Okay. Lonely. It's a lonely existence. Mm -hmm. So that's possible. Okay. Um, so that's it. And then there's other people who believe that, you know, other intelligent civilizations do exist in our galaxy in the Milky Way. And um, perhaps there's as many as 100,000 of them. That's one of the predictions. Um, and yet we don't have contact with them. So um, there's many different theories about why we don't have contact with them. And I recently published a course about the Fermi paradox and about this subject. And we look at 10 different possible explanations. So I'm going to start talking about a few of them with you okay get your opinion pedro all right sounds good okay so i've got my notes here um so number one um so other intelligence civilizations exist but they just came here before we were here so they reckon that sentient humans so conscious humans have been around for about fifty thousand years um writing has been around for about 5,000 years. So maybe aliens came like 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago. Oh, I did. And nobody recorded it. 
Okay, I'm just joking, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't catch up. The pyramids, never mind. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do you, how about we rank all of these and see, like, in my opinion, what we think? Okay. Like, one to scale is one. That sounds good. I think there's probably like an eight because if if the alien life exists out there and is a lot older than us, why not? Why they could come here and see like, oh, there's a bunch of monkeys. Okay, as an interesting. I think that's a pretty plausible explanation. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, it it takes you know like light years to travel across the galaxy right so maybe they just come every you know every one million years and they see what's happening and mm -hmm. we just weren't here. so so i think it's very plausible jump in have very a good look and be like okay well mm -hmm. let's be back in another thousand years or so okay and you made a joke before about the pyramids so what yeah. do you think the pyramids were created by aliens or? no i don't really think that i think we were pretty crafty back then we can definitely build the pyramids but it's it's fun to think about it is a conspiracy theory, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Possible. Possible. Okay. So possibility number two, the galaxy has already been colonized, but we just live in some desolate rural, rural area of the galaxy. So the idea is, you know, all the civilizations, all the intelligent civilizations are in like the center and they're all in contact. They're communicating. Mm -hmm. We're just way, way out on the edge of the galaxy and nobody's bothered to go that far yeah yeah that that's a premise from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy right where we're just this really uneventful place we're just you know in the suburbs somewhere like just more interesting yeah i don't i mean i don't actually know where we are in terms of the galaxy we might be in the suburbs but i honestly don't know we're no we're right out on the edge of spiral so so we are like we are yeah just we're boring. far far out on the, in the countryside okay i'll give that a six because yeah i guess we are in the countryside at the same time we know the countryside pretty well we you know we go hiking there so we might get visits every once in a while okay okay possibility number three the entire concept of physical colonized colonization is hilariously backward concept to more advanced species okay so Ooh. um the idea is once a civilization becomes so intelligent and so advanced, the idea of physically traveling, you know, across the galaxy is just a ridiculous thing because they can, you know, upload themselves to a virtual reality or they the can. Metaverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a possibility. That is. Uh, we hear a lot about we uh, we hear a lot about you know the metaverse is obviously a bit silly but we hear a lot about being living in a simulation how this could all be a simulation of a higher life form or something mm -hmm. so that sounds plausible to me i'll give it a seven so okay. right between the first two in this in this one it's like we live in a physical reality okay but the other civilizations they've gone into a simulation or a virtual reality. just as just as plausible in my opinion i'll, I'll stick to my seven okay Possibility four. Now, I warned you, Pedro, this is a bit scary, this one. Oh, okay. There's, there are scary predators of civilizations out there, and most intelligent life knows better than to broadcast any outgoing signals and advertise their location. Ooh. So this is the idea that there's like a super scary predator civilization, and they, when they see another civilization like ours emerging and getting more intelligent, they see it as a threat, you know, it's like a virus that spreads across the galaxy. So at some point they go and they kill other civilizations. Okay. 
So most of the civilizations, they know to keep quiet. Okay, okay, yeah, that's really likely. I mean, we know how we are such destroying creatures. So yeah, I, I, that's probably true. But that being said, we have Will Smith. So in an Independence Day scenario, I'm pretty sure we're covered. We're good then. Okay, so what? If aliens come and attack us, Will Smith will, Smith will yeah. give them a little slap or something. Exactly. Okay, all right. So, okay, okay. So, uh, so I'm going to skip to number six. I'm going to skip five because it's a bit similar. Um, okay, number six is there's plenty of communications out there, but we don't have the technology to listen to it. Our technology is too primitive. See, I think that's one of the most likely ones. As we matured in our civilization, we stopped broadcasting so many waves because we have better ways of communicating. And since we know that waves spread out and become less powerful as they go off into space, there's even something called the, the inverse square law, if I'm not mistaken. So as things go further, as waves, radio waves travel further out into space, they become a lot less powerful. There's just a really good chance that when we don't have sufficiently advanced electronics to capture what's coming to us and and as we grow more advanced we stop emitting so many waves we have more efficient ways of communicating so i think this is probably the most likely scenario where if there are some advanced civilizations out there to just using means of communication which we are not we're not advanced enough to see mm -hmm. but that's but that's true now like we are we're emitting less waves when we communicate it is so before we used to send out radio signals uh, radio really, and tv yeah tv signals radio signals nowadays we have fiber optics and we have light rays and stuff there's even there's a show called the expense and it has they have this really clever mechanism where they send tight beams of light to communicate over really large distances chances are we're moving towards something like that instead of broadcasting you know the word broadcasting having a broadcast Instead of broadcasting something, we have a tight cast, if you will. So a tight beam really narrowing down information, which makes it faster and more reliable. Okay. And we've seen that happen here. There's no reason why other advanced civilizations wouldn't do the same, if not more. So yeah, I'll give that a 10 out of 10. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Hard to beat. Okay. Possibility seven. Um, we're receiving contact from other intelligent life, but the government is hiding it. Oof, I like that. I like that. Yeah, you think that's possible? Yeah, I don't think it's possible because I don't know about your listeners, but my experience with the government not being too good, I don't think they can keep secrets all that well. A little bit incompetent. Yeah, tiny bit. Um, yeah, uh, that's just fun to think, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, well, in my course, like, we talk about how, yeah, most governments are very incompetent. They're not very good keeping secrets especially in today's age you know in our modern day world where mm -hmm. everyone has a camera on their phone pretty easy to you know share information if you see a ufo um but yeah like in this in the course we talk about um how the u.s government two years ago they released three videos of ufos flying near the coast of america and they basically said, we don't know what this is. You know, they're moving at such high speeds 
and in you know in they're doing maneuvers like movements that are so um different from human aircraft that they just don't know what it is so basically they're saying oh maybe it's aliens maybe it's like uh the chinese maybe or maybe it's them maybe it's the brazilians who knows probably not likely (laughs) but yeah but maybe they've developed this new spacecraft and they're just keeping it a secret and blaming it on the aliens i mean it could be right there could be a sort of propaganda to make us focus on something else while something bigger is going on i think that's ripe for exploring and making up conspiracies. I think it is a fun one, but an unlikely one at best. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm totally open. I'm like, it could be aliens flying around, mm-hmm. or it could just be like the US government or some human organization and they've developed some new spacecraft and they want to keep it a secret. Yeah. It makes sense. So be just a bunch of weather balloons in odd angles. I don't believe that personally, but it could be. Why not? We can't rule anything out. Or it could be aliens. Could be. Could yeah. be. Okay. Possibility eight. So this is my favorite one, by the way. So this is the zoo hypothesis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the idea that planet Earth is like a zoo and other alien civilizations, they come here and they observe us, they watch us, like like they're on safari. So like we would go and watch the elephants or the, you know, the lions or whatever. So the aliens come here and they watch us and they're kind of protecting us. And there's some sort of special rules and codes where they, they're not allowed to make contact with us because we're more primitive or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this I like. I like this theory because I feel it's safer. I feel like, oh, if things get really bad here, maybe the aliens are going to come and help us or protect us. Or... Maybe from one of, the, one of the mean aliens that we spoke about just yeah. a little bit ago. I like that too. It's like, I think, is that called the Prime Directive? There's something in Star Trek. That's Star Trek, yeah. yeah prime, okay. prime Directive, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. So the Prime Directive in Star Trek is a rule where, you know, certain higher civilizations are not allowed to have contact with like less developed civilizations because it will affect their development that makes sense and you know going back to the the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that happens there as well where all the abductions actually hoaxes so the, the the aliens come here and they pull a crank on us by abducting us and sending us back just to see what happens that i think that's, well i want just like a joke just like a joke yeah but your fat boys but this, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, have you read the book? Yeah, or? I have, yeah. Okay. I love it. It's not the film you're talking about. No, it's the book. The book is okay. obviously a lot, it has a lot more into it than the film. The film is good too. Why not? Okay. If you haven't watched it, do. If you like science fiction, I really recommend it. Best science fiction. It's also really funny. Okay, cool. So, uh, possibility nine. So, higher civilizations are here. They're all around us, but we're too primitive to perceive them. Okay, so the analogy here is um, imagine ants and humans come and they build like a a 10-lane superhighway next to them. Would the ants be able to to understand what a superhighway is? Superhighway is like a road. Mm -hmm. Um, Would they understand the intentions of the humans or would it just be beyond them? But they not be able to understand what the humans are doing. And 
the idea is that maybe there's other higher civilizations here around us on Earth, but we just can't even perceive them because our brains are not developed enough. We're not conscious enough to understand what they're doing. That's 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 a great idea. I mean, there's so much left to explain, right? Ooh, uh, that's that's some so that's something. What would you give that out of ten? Ooh, I don't know. Around an eight as well. An eight. At the yeah. same time, we we are unlike ants. We do look out to the stars and we try to figure these things out. But who's to say that they're not doing the same, right? Maybe there's yeah. ants. Yeah, maybe there's ants scientists trying yeah. to figure things out. Yeah, and we just wouldn't know. We think the ants are pretty primitive and stupid, but they who have knows? complex societies. They build structures, large structures in cities and stuff. So well, that's a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll upgrade it to a nine. Maybe they're having deep and meaningful conversations. Exactly. Maybe they're having podcasts just like this. Maybe. Okay, possibility 10. We're completely wrong about our reality. So this is the idea that we think reality is one thing, this physical reality that we see around us. But actually, we're completely wrong. So maybe we live in a simula simulation, for example. Mm -hmm. And simply, whoever created the simulation didn't program in other intelligent civilizations. So we literally are the only one in the simulation. So that goes back to the higher, to the last one we spoke about, right? It's kind of similar where either it, another civilization is so advanced they don't need to try to communicate, or maybe we are so low down in the ranks that we live in a simulation i don't remember what i gave for that but that sounds to me like it's super plausible yeah i do do you ever feel like you're in a simulation or you all the time did you ever watch matrix in the deja vu i mean that happens to me all the time so mm -hmm. it's possible i do think it's like possibly we're in a simulation and we know that okay we're on planet earth this little planet and we're in this solar system this galaxy the milky way and there's a universe but we don't know what's beyond the universe, right? We don't really have a good explanation for that. So it kind of makes sense to me that like we're just in a simulation. There's limits to our knowledge. There's limits to our simulation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just, we, you know, there's just nothing else. It's just us on this planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, well, my final questions, we've gone through all the 10 theories. Um, so I think I know the answer to this, but do you think there are other intelligent civilizations in our galaxy? Yeah, I think so. Just looking at how big the galaxy is, I think they, there's definitely something going on out there. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how intelligent they are, if they're able to travel such vast distances. But yeah, I'm, I, I think we, we're not alone. Yeah, so I agree. I think probably, I don't know, but it makes sense to me that the there are probably many different civilizations in our galaxy, and they're just so far away that we haven't yet made contact. Yeah. Um, okay, so my final question is, do you believe that they're visiting us on Earth? So all these people who see UFOs, and yeah, do you okay. think that they are? Or I don't know, maybe they are. The thing I find really silly is that why would they visit us to kind of probe us you know how you listen to these abductions and it just strikes me as weird as that somebody would come through all these just travel hundreds of thousands of millions of miles get here and try to stick stuff up our our orifices you know so i don't know about that one 
They okay. might be visiting us. I don't think they're abducting us in the way that some people say. Oh, okay, no. yeah. Some people maybe just want attention, so they say they've been abducted. But... Or maybe they have been abducted. Who am I to say? I never had that experience. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually want that experience either. Okay. But yeah, I, I agree. I think like I think it's totally possible that other UFOs and aliens are flying around and watching us. But I do think like whenever they someone shows a video it's it's such low quality the video resolution mm -hmm. and i just think in today's age like even if you had your iphone or something you'd get a pretty good mm -hmm. um image on the video so i think like someone needs to capture a really clear image and then i'll believe but yeah. um but I, I think it's possible i think it is possible okay okay so let's end there because i think we've reached our time um but before we finish, um, I want to say a few things. So if you enjoyed listening to this, um, please leave a comment on the website of schoolofduda.com um, or on Instagram. Um, also, if you'd like to support this podcast, then please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, and yeah, I'd just like to say, Big thank you to Pedro for talking to me about Thermite Paradox. Yeah, great being here. I love talking about this just weird stuff. Okay. Hopefully our listeners are going to be able to understand what we're saying. I feel like it's quite a dense, dense subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Okay. So thank you for listening. And uh, I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Until next time. If there's anything to do, I'm trying you. Try to my thumbs up here. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Right on time as well. Okay. Thank you for listening. You made it to the end, so that's a good sign. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just want to remind you that you can access the course I created about this topic on my website. I'm making it free for the first 100 students. There is more than one hour of content for you to study and listen to about the Fermi Paradox. And it's a really fascinating and entertaining subject and a great way to develop your English. Look out for the link below or you can find it directly on schoolofduda.com. Okay, that is it. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you in the next episode.